Deuteronomy chapter 6. While you're turning there, I want you to think about some things with me. Um, advertising. Advertising. Advertising is everywhere, isn't it? Everywhere you look. It used to be uh, billboards. Um, that's still somewhat of an advertising ploy, but um, it's a- advertising is everywhere. It used to be in newspapers all over the place. If you want to do any advertising, um, you did it in newspapers. In fact, Pastor Cook um, would be a little bit old school. He's the pastor of Graceway uh, Baptist Church, and he is pushing very hard for uh, newspaper ads. He wants to put a, uh, an ad in the newspaper, and I, as a young man, uh, have, have yet to read a newspaper, I think. Um, we use them um, for garbage, um, and we use them for uh, cleaning up or putting on the floor so that we don't have to clean up the floor afterwards. Um, it's a good barrier. Sometimes you wrap presents with it or stuff things with it, but that's really all newspapers are for, in my opinion, but yet advertising happened in newspapers. Radio, advertising happens all the time in radio, and you can see it. Hear it, I guess, <laughs> would be the correct term there. Uh, uh, podcasts, uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and there's advertising all over the place in podcasts, magazines, social media has advertising in it. In fact, we advertise a lot via social media now, and uh, it's pretty amazing that you can do that. TV commercials, all the time. Uh, we have not had TV since we've been married. We've never had TV, we, uh, like cable or anything like that. And so we are lucky enough to skip out on all the commercials. Well, we uh, were house-sitting the last couple of weeks, and uh, they, the people we were house-sitting for had cable. And we watched commercials for the first time in a very long time. It stinks. I hate watching commercials. It's terrible. And the commercials aren't good. You know, they're terrible, actually. And uh, so you, you just, you, but there's advertising all over the place. Even now, as we were taking the trip to Pennsylvania in the States, they have what's called GSTV, gas station TV. So literally on the pump is a TV. And it's showing you news and different things, and, but there's advertisements so everywhere you look, there's advertising. No, you can't get away from it. It's just literally everywhere. There are actually companies that are paying millions upon millions upon millions of dollars for advertising. I looked it up. How much do you think a 30-second commercial during the Super Bowl costs? $5 million. Companies are paying 5 million dollars for a 30-second clip during what is now known as the probably one of the largest sporting events viewing times in history. Five million dollars for advertising. It's incredible what companies are spending on advertising. And it's literally everywhere. Everywhere you look. If you're writing things down or in the habit of doing so, write this down. Advertising manipulates our minds and controls our conduct. First of all, if you're thinking, come on, that's a little overkill. Sit down when you're hungry and watch a TV commercial about McDonald's Big Mac and tell me you don't want one. You can't do it. They make it look so good. But advertising manipulates your mind. You might think, I don't ever, I, I preach a lot about McDonald's. I just noticed that. You might never want to eat ever McDonald's, but that will manipulate your mind so much that you will want to eat it. 
and it controls your conduct. In, in a lot of ways, if you see that enough, you will go out and buy a Big Mac because it's so ingrained in you now. I watch a lot of uh, YouTube videos, and even on YouTube, people are advertising products. I watch a lot of fishing and hunting videos on YouTube, and so I want to watch these things. But listen, everything that these guys have, I need, not want, need. They got the newest bow and arrow. They got the newest fishing rod. They got the newest thing. I have to have that. Why? Because it's being advertised in front of me all the time. Listen, I don't need a new bow and arrow. I don't need any more fishing rods, but I have to have one. It's manipulating my mind, and it's controlling my conduct. In fact, for Father's Day, guess what I got? A new fishing rod. Just really wanted one. It's a really nice one. It was one that was talked about on YouTube because it manipulated my mind and it controlled our conduct. Listen, that's what advertising does to us. Advertising is done on purpose. Listen, manipulating your mind and controlling your conduct is not necessarily a bad thing. I'm not here to preach on advertising and, you know, make sure you close your eyes every time a commercial comes on. That's not what I'm preaching on today. But I want you to realize that it's everywhere and it does affect you. It does change you. It does manipulate your mind and control your conduct. It's for a purpose. It's done so that you will buy the product or the service. It's done so you will see what the company is and what it can offer you. The problem with this, with advertising, is for the most part, you don't get to choose what advertising is put in front of you. For instance, again, if I'm watching television. I don't get to choose what advertising, what commercials come up. I don't get that choice. Uh, YouTube or, or even on my email sometimes I'll get an advertisement on the side. I don't get to choose those advertisements. They just come in. They're just placed in front of me. Social media, they're just placed in front of you. But the fact of the matter is this. We often advertise to ourselves. Think about that for a second. We often advertise to ourselves. You see, we advertise ourselves that we can do it. We can do it. You'll talk yourself up to it. I can do this. The old little engine that could. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. You know what he's doing? He's advertising to himself. I can do this. I can make it. I can get there. I can crest this hill. I can get up this. We advertise to ourselves our daily or yearly or monthly goals. You get up in the morning, some of you maybe have a, your goals written out somewhere, and you look at those goals, and you advertise to yourself, today I want to fill in the blank. This year, you know, we, uh, we make uh, New Year's resolutions. Some of you need to advertise that to yourself a little more. <laughs> Hey, I'm going to lose weight this year, or I'm going, that's the typical one, or I'm going to do this better this year. And you begin to advertise that to yourself, and you begin thinking, I am going to do this, I am going to do this, I am going to do this. You need to manipulate your mind and control your conduct. You can advertise to yourself. You can advertise to yourself that you can make a difference. I want my life to mean something. I want my life to be someone, and I want, I'm going to make a difference. You can advertise that to yourself. Of course, the opposite is true as well. You can advertise to yourself that you can't do it. My kids often will do this. Um, they will say, I can't do that. I can't do that. Well, listen, if you think you can't, you can't. If you think you can, you can. You see, it's so simple, it's so easy, but we advertise to ourselves that we 
can't do it. We advertise to ourselves that we will never be anybody. Oh, I'll, I'll never be anybody in this life. I, I, I'm so distraught. I'm so this. I'm so that. We advertise to ourselves that sin is okay. We rationalize sin. We say, yeah, that's not that bad. We just kind of push it aside. We advertise that to ourselves. Listen, we advertise to ourselves every single day. Every single day, we advertise to ourselves in some way, shape, or form. You know, the interesting thing about advertising to ourselves is that we get to choose what we advertise to ourselves. You see, in the world, in, in social media, and TV, and television, and, and radio, and magazines, and all of those other things, listen, we don't get to choose what advertising is there. But when we advertise to ourselves, we get to choose what we put in front of us. We get to choose what we see. We get to choose what we think. We get to choose what we hear when we advertise. Of course, God knew this all along. God knew that we had this ability. God created us with this ability, and so God gives us some instruction. I want you to see Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4. The Bible says this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up, and thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand. And they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes, and thou shalt write them upon the posts of thy house and on thy gates. And it shall be, when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land which he sware unto thy fathers to Abraham, to Isaac and to Jacob, to give thee great and goodly cities which thou buildest not, to, and houses full of all good things which thou fillest not, and wells dig which thou diggest not, vineyards and olive trees which thou plantest not, when thou shalt have eaten and be full, then beware, lest thou forget the Lord, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. I want to preach you a message that I've entitled simply, Advertising God advertising God. We need to remember where the children of Israel are at this point in time. We need to remember what's going on. They are in the plain of Jordan, getting ready to cross the Jordan River to go in and finish conquering the promised land. They'd already conquered part of it and they needed to see this. So they begin going into these. And we saw in verse, excuse me, chapter 4, that God was passionate about his people not falling away from him. Moses, speaking from God, continues to go over those things that are important to God. You, see, you can see that in chapter 5. In fact, in, in chapter 5 of Deuteronomy is the re-giving of the Ten Commandments. He re-gives it. Hey, this is important. You need to remember this. You need to see this. And so we see that, and God continues to give this. And here in Deuteronomy chapter 6, again, God, through Moses, continues to drive home the importance of remembering God. And I find this very interesting because this is so important. Getting ready to conquer, getting ready to go into the land, going, getting ready to finish the job that God has given them to do, to claiming that promised land, they need to make sure that God is of utmost importance to them. God is supreme. God is the one and only. They need to make sure of that. 
And so again, God drives this point home. But again, I believe God knows our nature. God understands who we are. God knows our weaknesses. God knows our tendencies. God knows what it is that we struggle with. And so God pre-warns us about our tendencies. He says, hey, let me give you a prerequisition. Let me tell you what's going on, what's going to happen in your lives when you get into the promised land. I want you to notice first with me, he warns us about our possessions. Our possessions. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 6. Look at verse 10. He says, and it shall be when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land which he swore unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give thee, watch now, great and goodly cities, which thou buildest not, and houses full of all good things which thou fillest not. So he's saying, listen, pay attention here. Watch this. You guys are going to go into the land. You're going to conquer the land. You're going to be in the land. You're going to have cities that you build it, that you didn't build. You're going to live in those cities, and you're going to have houses with everything, all the amenities already there. You're going to have the dishwasher and the stove and the fridge and all the, the, the washer and the dryer, and you're just going to have everything. There'll probably be a pool out back, the filters in the pool house. Everything's going to be wonderful. You're going to have everything right there for you. You didn't do one thing for it. It's all going to be there for you. And he says, pay, pay attention, because when you get to that, then beware, verse 12, lest thou forget the Lord. He says, I want to warn you of something. I want you to pay attention to something. You are going to have possessions that you never dreamed you were going to have. But those possessions will pull you away from me. The things that I gave you are the things that are going to pull you away from me. So he wants you to pay attention. He wants you to know he wants you to beware. You see, every single one of us that sits in this room, I believe, has this problem of possessions. Has this problem of possessions. Listen, every single one of us has possessions. If we're comparing things to when the children of Israel had some things, listen, they lived in a tent. They picked up that tent and traveled wherever they were supposed to go. Not many of us have to do that. Not many of us are forced to do that. Many of us would like to. I would love to do that. I'd love to live in a tent. My wife would hate that. I'd love to live in a tent. I love tenting. I love camping. But listen, I don't, I'm not forced to do that. I may choose to do that, but I'm not forced to do that. Listen, we live in, in one of the richest countries in the world. We have possessions. We have affluency. We have wonderful things here. We have all kinds of good things. And listen, those aren't wrong. God said, I'm going to give you those things. I'm going to give you houses and things in those houses. And you didn't even put those things there. I'm going to give them to you. I'm going to give you cities. I'm going to give you all those things. Listen, God let me be born in North America. You realize that? God let you be born here. God let you live here. God let you do those things. So it's not a bad thing to have affluency. It's not a bad thing to have possessions. It's not a bad thing to own certain things. But beware. He's warning you. Pay attention. Hey, hey, wake up. Your possessions, the things that I have given you, can draw you away. In my house and in my 
entire being, I've always had a junk drawer. A junk drawer. Just a drawer where you throw junk in. And you just throw it in there. I mean, it's some good stuff. Every once in a while, but once a year, I'll go through that junk drawer. Oh, I forgot about this. This is awesome. And you, you, you take it out and show the kids, hey, check this out. And they're like, oh, cool. And then you throw it away because you, it's junk. You don't need it. I would beg to say that probably everybody has some sort of junk something in their house. We all have things that we don't need. We all have garage sales that we need to have to get rid of a junk drawer, junk things, things that we just don't need anymore. Listen, what I'm trying to say is we all have possessions. We all have things. We all have, have, have affluency, if you will. You may not be as rich as some other people, but as a general whole, across the world, we are rich people. Rich people. We have those possessions. Our houses are full. Many of us have multiple rooms of furniture, and again, not necessarily a bad thing, but this is something that will draw our attention away. It is something that will keep us from remembering God. Not only does he warn us about possessions, number two, I want you to see, he warns us about our provisions. Look at the end of Verse 11, he says, Houses full of things which thou fillest not, and wells digged which thou diggest not. Vineyards and olive trees which thou plantest not, when thou shalt have eaten and be full. So he warns us about our provisions. Again, listen, hey, I'm going to give you wells. I'm going to give you all kinds of drinking water. Now remember, remember where they had been. They had been in a desert where there was no wells. Where there was no drinking water. In fact, they came up to an oasis at one point, And the water was bitter. They couldn't drink it. And God had to provide for them. Throw a stick in there and it becomes sweet. Hey, pay attention. I'm going to give you this. I'm gonna, I want you to beware because I'm going to give you this. I'm going to give you wells that you dig, didn't dig. I'm going to give you vineyards that you didn't plant. I'm going to give you all these good things. You're going to go in and you're going to have a garden already prepared for you. Listen, that's what I want. I want to eat the wonder of the garden, but I don't want the work of the garden. Absolutely. I hate pulling weeds. My mom always had a garden. A huge garden. Probably the size of one section here. Really big garden. She always had one. And our job was to go out and pick weeds. I hate picking weeds. I despise it. I understand it's a necessary part, but I hate that. I don't want to do that. I just want the food to grow, and I go out and pick it and eat it. That's what I enjoy. I love fresh vegetables. I love fresh stuff. I enjoy it coming right out of the garden. I love the satisfaction of, look at what we did. I love that. So I would love it if God said, hey, I'm going to give you vineyards. I'm going to give you gardens. I'm going to give you all of this stuff. You don't have to plan it. It's just going to happen. It's just going to be there. When you walk in, that's all going to be there. I would love that. Listen, again, not necessarily a bad thing to have all this stuff handed to you. But notice with me, if you will, they had problems. They didn't have this before. They had to trust God every morning for manna. Every morning, they had to have manna. Every morning, they were waiting for that. Every morning, they had to trust God. Now, they just walk out to their already given to them vineyard and start pulling grapes or whatever it is. 
You see, God was giving them provision. Notice with me what the end of the verse says. When thou shalt have eaten and be full. Not necessarily an, uh, an interesting thing, but really, I always eat till I'm full. Always. I have never eaten and left feeling hungry. Never. Because we live, listen, we live in a society, in a country where our provisions really are handed to us. Yes, we have to work. Yes, we have to do some of these things. But listen, it's, we don't go hungry. We're full. We all have these things. We all have these provisions all because of God. God has put us in this place. God has given us the ability to work. God has given us more than we could have ever needed or asked for. But this is an opportunity for our attention to be drawn away. We have all the food we can eat and more. We have all the drink we can drink and more. And God has blessed us with so much in our possessions and so much in our provisions. But these are the very things that make us forget who God is. That's why the song this morning is so fitting. God, you're going to have to do something to get our attention. You're going to have to do something to get our attention because the things that you've given us, the beautiful church building, the wonderful church people, the wonderful families you've given us, God, shake us up a little bit. We need our attention on you. We need you. You've given us these things. But let's ask this question. Why do we forget? Why is it that possessions and provisions cause us to forget God? Can I... Submit to you that it's because we've been listening to false advertising. False advertising. We have been listening to the advertising that is all about our possessions and our provisions. This is what it looks like to me. I don't know what it would look like to you, but I'm sure you can fill in the blanks. Every morning we get up, we look at ourselves in the mirror, and we begin to tell ourselves that we're something special. We tell ourselves that we deserve the life that we are about to go out and live. That's how I wake up. Man, I deserve to look good. I deserve to wear nice clothes. I deserve to, bear, to buy an expensive pair of shoes. I deserve to have my hair look Somewhat trimmed. It's a little long right now. But I deserve to live the life that I want to live. I deserve that. And I begin telling myself, hey, I'm something special. I deserve this. And if I don't have what I deserve, then I'm going to go get what I deserve. And we work hard for what we think we deserve. And we put a lot of time and we put a lot of effort into what we think we deserve. So we begin to tell ourselves that we are allowed to want more. Hey, it's okay. It's okay. I'm allowed to do that. I'm allowed to buy that. I'm allowed to want that. I'm allowed to do this and that. We begin advertising to ourselves. And listen, advertising manipulates our minds and controls our actions. Controls our conduct. It absolutely does. So listen, the more you say it's okay, I'm allowed to want that. It's okay, I'm allowed to want that. And listen, wanting a new bow and arrow or a new fishing rod, 
It's not, oh my word, that is the greatest sin anybody's ever committed. In fact, most of you probably thought, what's the big deal? You want another fishing rod, what's the big deal? But listen, when I start advertising to myself that I deserve and I need and my focus is on me and what I want, you know what I've just done? Pulled myself and pulled my focus away from God. Because we think we deserve it. We advertise to ourselves that we need to keep up with society. We advertise to ourselves that we need to make sure that we fit in with the culture. You see, the fact of the matter is this. We are listening to false advertising. Please understand. To buy a new pair of shoes is not wrong. To buy a new coat It's not wrong to buy this or that or the other thing is not wrong. It's what we're focusing on. He says, beware. Pay attention. Beware because this is what could happen. Possessions, I'm giving to you. Provisions, I am absolutely giving to you. But beware. Beware lest thou forget. See, after a while, we begin to believe that advertising. That I am something special and I deserve We begin to act upon that advertising. Before long, we are putting that in front of our faces so much that we don't believe that there's anything else in the world worth doing. In fact, if someone were to come alongside of you and say, listen, don't do that. You don't want that. You would be offended. You don't want that new fishing rod. You want something else. No, I want this, and we become as children. This is what I want. I don't care about anything else. I am only focused on this one thing. So we forget. I want you to write this down or think about it or do whatever you want with it. But your possessions and your provisions are simply peanuts to God. Just peanuts. It's nothing to God. Do you realize that God does not care one lick about your possessions? He doesn't care one lick about what you have. He doesn't care if you have a boat, a car, a house. He doesn't care what you have. He doesn't even care about your provisions. Well, look how much food I have, God, or look how much drink I have. Look at all the things that you have given. He doesn't care about that. It's peanuts to him. And listen, it's so easy, too. He can just provide it like it's peanuts, too. God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He owns everything. Listen, if he wants to give you something, he'll give it to you. Or he can be like Job. For God giveth and God taketh away. It's peanuts. Realize that. But we put so much of our focus on our provision, so much of our focus on possessions, that we lose it. Pastor Owens, what's the solution? What's the solution? I want to give you the solution. It's very simply not false advertising. It's just true advertising. True advertising. I was listening to a podcast this week as I was driving because nobody wanted to talk to me. They were talking in the back on the bus. And so I had to talk to somebody. So I began to talk to myself and uh, began to listen to this podcast. And the podcast was talking about having personal core values. Personal things that you will not give up. Things about your life that are you and that you want, are not willing to give up. Things like, I will serve God with my life. That's a personal core value. And the, the host that was 
saying these things was saying that, listen, I get up every morning, and this particular person had five personal core values. You know what he did every morning? He got up and recited them to himself. He got in front of the mirror, and he's, he got there, and he, and he stood there, and he looked at himself, and he says, I will, I will, I will not, or I, whatever it was, five things. He says, I recite them every morning, advertising to yourself, advertising to yourself. But let's look at what the Bible says about advertising. What are we supposed to put in front of us? Look at Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. You want to know what to advertise to yourself? Advertise to yourself this. There is none else. If you'll remember from last week, God is God and there is none else. God is one Lord. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. He's the only one. There is nothing else. Get up, to your, get up in the morning and look yourself in the mirror and say, there is only one God. There is only one God. I am not the God. He is God. There is only one God. Advertise that to yourself. Talk yourself through that. Tell yourself, no, I will not serve anything else. There's only one God. There is none else. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5. He says this, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, with all thy might. Advertise this to yourself. Advertise that I am going to love God with every part of my being. I am going to love God with every part of my being, with my entire heart, with my entire soul, with my strength, with every part of me. I am going to give it all to God. I am going to love him as I would love myself. I want to give everything to him. I will love God with every part of my being. Advertise that to yourself. Get up every morning and tell yourself that. I am going to love him, not myself. I'm not going to love my possessions. I'm not going to love my provisions. I'm going to love God with every part. Advertise that to yourself. Look at verse 6. What he says here. These words which I command thee this day shall be, where? In thine heart. I want to give you another passage of scripture, Psalm 119, verse 11. Basically, if you want to put it in, into the term, put it in, I am going to hide God's word in my heart that I might not sin against him. Every day. Advertise to yourself, I'm going to hide God's word in my heart. I'm, this is going to be a core value, if you will. This is going to be something I am. This is going to be something I'm going to advertise to myself. I am going to hide God's word in my heart. Why? That I might not sin against him. I want to be so pure. I want to be so holy. I want to be so right. I want to be a part of who God is. And so I'm going to hide his word in my heart. These commandments, he says in verse seven or 6, these words that I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. You see, advertising, put it in front of you. Look at verse 7. And thou shalt, excuse me, thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. And shalt talk of them when thou 
sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. Well, this one, I am going to talk about God everywhere and to everyone. I'm going to talk about God everywhere and to everyone. I don't care who it is. Because God is so a part of me, I'm going to talk about him. I'm going to talk about him. I'm going to talk about him. I'm going to talk about my kids. I'm going to talk about him to my kids. I'm going to talk about him to my, my parents. I'm going to talk about him to this, that, and the other thing. I don't care what it is. I am going to talk about God everywhere and to everyone. I'm not going to hide it. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I will do this. Advertise to yourself. I love this one. Look at verse 8. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes, and thou shalt write them upon the posts of thy house and on thy gates. Moses must have known that Facebook and Instagram was coming. I am going to post God everywhere. Notice that word. He uses it. And thou shalt write them upon the posts of thy house. He had to know Instagram was coming. He had to know. I'm going to post God everywhere. Now obviously he didn't know Instagram was coming, okay? But don't take that as doctrine. But know this. Everywhere. I want, I want God everywhere in my life. I want, I want him on my hand so that every time I do something I see him. I want to put him around my head so that everything I think is about him. I want God in my house. I want God in my car. I want God everywhere I go. I want it posted everywhere. I don't care where it is. I'm going to talk about him. I don't care where it is. I'm going to think about him. I want to see him everywhere. Advertise that to yourself. I want to see God in everything. Listen, so often we look and go, God, where are you? Why aren't you working? Why aren't you doing this? And why aren't you doing that? And God's just saying, I'm there. I'm there. I am going to help you. Listen, post. I'm going to post God everywhere. I'm going to advertise God to myself. I am never going to forget him. I am going to have true advertising. You see, you have control of what you advertise to yourself. Every single one of us has control of what we advertise to ourselves. And so, will you make this decision? Will you say, I am going to advertise God? I'm just going to advertise God. I'm going to advertise God, and I'm going to advertise what he wants, what he wants in my life. God, you want me to be a spirit-filled Christian. I'm going to be a spirit-filled Christian. Every day I'm going to advertise that to myself. Some of you might be saying, that is absolutely crazy. That's nuts. Some of you might even say, I'm not going to forget God. I'm not going to... Just he's just going to disappear from my mind. It's like you, I, my grandfather passed away five years ago. I will never forget my grandfather, right? Most of us would never forget our family members. We understand that that we'll never forget them. But here's what I want you to remember: advertising manipulates our minds. 
And so listen, if I keep telling myself that I want this and I want that, oh, I may not actually ever physically or mentally forget about God. But I will actively forget about God. My actions will prove differently. My actions will tell me, listen, you don't need God, you have yourself. In fact, if you think about Jewish history, the Jews could not forget about God. They could not, it was almost virtually impossible. Why? Because their culture was based around God. Their culture was based around, you look at the Pharisees. Everything they did was for God, so to speak, right? What did God tell them? You're not serving me. You've made the commandments of God of none effect by your tradition. You've placed this, these laws, these commands, these things in front of you so often that you think that's what God wants, but you've forgotten who God is. So you might say, oh, I'll never forget God. I'll, I mean, I grew up in church. I mean, I, 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 I'm the son or daughter of this person. I, I don't care who you are. I don't care what you are. You may never, quote, unquote, forget God, but your actions will tell us differently. The Jews had a literal culture around God. But they too needed this warning. They needed it. But not only here in the beginning when they're getting ready to conquer the land. I want you to go over to Matthew chapter 6. I'm almost done. Matthew chapter 6. Look at verse 31. Jesus again warns his disciples and those sitting with him, wherefore take no thought, saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. Watch verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness. And after you do that, then all these things shall be added unto you. See, God wanted, God wanted his children before they go into conquer. Hey, seek me first. I'm going to add all these things unto you. I'm going to give you everything that you could ever dream of. But seek me first. Advertise me to you. So can I challenge you? What are you advertising to yourself? Let me give you the same warning that Moses and God gave to the children of Israel. Beware. Beware what you advertise to yourself, lest ye forget the Lord. Don't forget him. So easy depending on what we advertise 